This is True Crime Psychology and Personality, where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in Counselor Education and Supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question is, can I analyze the case of Sarah Stern? Sarah Stern was born on March 24, 1997. She grew up in Neptune City, New Jersey. Sarah attended high school with Liam McAtasney and Preston Taylor. Both of them had been her friends for quite some time. Liam had been friends with Sarah since the first grade. Preston took Sarah to her prom. In 2016, Sarah and Liam were planning on moving to Canada, but the plan was never executed. During that same year, Liam and Preston developed a plan to rob Sarah Stern. Sarah's mother had died of cancer in 2013 and left her a shoebox full of money, which also contained a note indicating it was Sarah's inheritance. Sarah found the shoebox at a family home in Avon-by-the-Sea, New Jersey. After the discovery, she moved the money to a safe in her residence. Over time, Liam and Preston decided they were going to kill Sarah. They thought it would be easier than robbery without murder. On Thanksgiving Day, Liam told a friend of his named Anthony Curry about a murder plot. He said he was planning to murder a woman to get her money. He would strangle her, throw her body off of a bridge, and leave her car there to make it look like she jumped off of the bridge. Liam mentioned Preston by name, saying that he would be driving the escape vehicle. Anthony did not think too much of the conversation. He and Liam both liked horror films. Anthony just figured Liam was being creative, like making up a plot to a horror movie. After this, Anthony moved to Brooklyn, New York to make horror movies. He became a filmmaker. Before moving to the timeline of the crime, let's hear a word from today's sponsor, NordVPN. NordVPN is the fastest VPN out there, as confirmed by speed tests. There is no need to worry about bandwidth throttling. All the traffic is encrypted, so your internet service provider can't slow down your streaming speed. In addition, NordVPN is secure and very easy to use. You can use a one-click option or enable an auto-connect for zero-click protection. NordVPN has over 5,200 servers in 60 different countries, allowing a wide selection of connection locations. This allows you to easily change your virtual location to address concerns created by geo-restricted streaming services and games. NordVPN can easily be accessed from anywhere, whether at home or traveling around the world, and it's available on every major platform. It's just a matter of opening a map and clicking on a location. It's that easy. Go to nordvpn.com slash drgrande to get a two-year plan, one month free, plus a gift of either one month, one year, or two years of subscription added on. Again, that's nordvpn.com slash drgrandevpn. Now moving to the timeline of the crime. On December 2, 2016, Liam and Preston decided to carry out the murder. Liam went over to Sarah's residence. She was there alone. He attempted to strangle her, but it was more difficult than he thought. It took him 30 minutes to kill her. He knew this because he timed her using a stopwatch application on his phone. The police would later determine he started the stopwatch at 4.15 p.m. At some point after this, Liam lost his phone. He called Preston, 
who came over to Sarah's residence and helped Liam find his phone and move the body. Liam placed Sarah's body in the passenger seat of the car that Sarah used, a 1994 Oldsmobile 88, owned by her 96-year-old grandmother. He drove to the Route 35 bridge, which crosses the Shark River in Belmar, New Jersey. Preston followed Liam in another vehicle. When they arrived, they threw Sarah's body over the bridge into the water. They left the Oldsmobile on the bridge with the keys in the ignition. The abandoned vehicle was reported to the police by an Uber driver early on December 3. The police eventually realized that the last person to see Sarah was Liam. He had been with her on December 2. He told the police that they spent the afternoon together. The last time he saw her was 4.45 p.m. He emphasized how Sarah may have wanted to harm herself and how she expressed an interest in traveling to Canada. So perhaps she was dead by her own hand or she simply took off and left to another country. As I mentioned, Liam's friend Anthony was in Brooklyn working on horror movies. He heard of Sarah's disappearance and decided to inform the police about his conversation with Liam from Thanksgiving Day. Investigators asked Anthony to meet with Liam so they could record the conversation and catch him making inculpatory statements. Anthony agreed to this plan and arranged a meeting. By this time, Liam was aware that the police were looking into him. He had already been questioned several times. Even still, Liam agreed to meet with Anthony in Anthony's vehicle. The meeting took place on January 31, 2017. As soon as Liam climbed into the passenger seat of Anthony's vehicle, he asked Anthony if he could check him for a wire. Anthony was fine with that. Liam checked, but he didn't find anything. Liam was right to suspect a recording device, but he was looking in the wrong place. The police had planted audio and video recording devices in the car, not on Anthony's person. Liam talked for about 30 minutes as he sat in the vehicle. He admitted that he murdered Sarah Stern. Liam had carefully timed the crime so he could get to work and establish an alibi. Once he did get his hands on the money, he realized that it was less than he thought. He believed it would be $100,000. Instead, it was about $10,000. 30% of that money went to Preston as his fee for helping with the crime. The money was so old that the bills were easy to spot. Liam ended up hiding the money because he thought it was too distinctive to spend, like the police would know where the money came from. Liam said that he spent six months planning the murder of Sarah Stern. He carefully tracked her activities, including her driving. When he backed out of the driveway with her body in the passenger seat, he tried to back up just like she did. He had watched her back out of the driveway many times. Near the end of his confession to Anthony, he said that he didn't feel any differently, like he was disappointed that committing murder wasn't as joyful as he expected. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, I'm Matt Harris. Seton Tucker and I host the podcast Impact of Influence, which for two years covered in depth Alec Murdoch, who was eventually convicted in 2023 
of murdering his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul. That story continues to evolve, and we will cover that. Plus, we will tell you stories of other true crime events that have happened in the South. Please join us on Impact of Influence. And give us a follow on the Impact of Influence Facebook page. The police arrested Liam and Preston the next day. Preston agreed to a plea deal where he testified against Liam. He pleaded guilty to robbery, conspiracy to commit robbery, and disturbing or desecrating human remains. Preston was sentenced to 18 years in prison. Liam was tried for murder, robbery, and other charges. Liam's defense tried to argue that the confession was actually an audition, not Liam recounting actual events. Liam McAtasney was convicted in February of 2019. Later, he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. If it really was an audition, Liam was a phenomenal actor. He gave the performance of a lifetime, only to end up with a lifetime in prison. On the bright side, he has almost certainly secured himself the leading role in a number of prison theater productions. Now moving to my analysis. Liam's guilt in this case is fairly clear. His confession does not leave a reasonable doubt. Although the audition excuse isn't as bad as it initially seems, Anthony did create horror movies, so it would make sense that Liam could have been auditioning. What doesn't make sense about this excuse is how Liam didn't say anything to frame it as an audition. He gets in the car, he immediately confesses, and he leaves. That was it. Liam carefully planned a robbery, then a murder over the course of six months, all to get 70% of what he believed to be $100,000. Liam was almost successful at not getting caught. Sarah's body has never been found. The vehicle she used was positioned on a bridge. She had a history of wanting to travel out of the country. It was plausible that she had brought an end to her own life or simply left the area. Where Liam went wrong as far as getting caught was involving Preston as a conspirator and revealing his plan to his friend Anthony, who was not a conspirator. Liam was efficient in some areas, but extremely reckless in others. The motive in this case is confusing. Liam and Preston said all they wanted was the money. Yet for some reason, they modified their plan from robbery to robbery and murder. They claimed that this was a more efficient way to commit the robbery, but it was not. If all they really wanted was the money in Sarah's safe, they could have found some way to get the combination and simply broken into the house when no one was there. If they couldn't get the combination to the safe, they could have staged a robbery where one of them was a confederate, like one of them would be with Sarah and the other one would dress up in a mask and walk up into the residence demanding money. There was no need even to involve a weapon. Robbery, of course, is still a serious crime, but nothing like murder. These two engaged in a more serious crime than they needed to, to obtain their stated objective. I think that the bottom line here is that Liam wanted to murder Sarah. He wanted to capture some feeling from the homicide, a thrill, something to break him out of monotonous feelings of boredom. The money may have been just a way to involve Preston, to give the murder a purpose that they could both get behind. Like Liam didn't want to just kill somebody, he wanted to get money, and the murder was the only way he could do it. Liam's confession to his friend was unnecessary. He did it because he wanted to brag about his crime, perhaps as a way of capturing the feeling that the murder itself did not give him. Maybe retelling the story would make him feel better. 
One of the many disturbing elements of this case is how Liam was able to recount the details of the murder without showing any emotion. He had brutally murdered his longtime friend, and the only feeling he had was frustration over not getting the expected money. The case of Sarah Stern illustrates one of the many reasons a perfect murder is not possible. The very characteristics that motivate someone to commit murder also lead them to making mistakes, like confessing to a friend. Liam said that one of his fears was living a boring life. Boredom in someone pro-social can lead to creativity and productivity. Boredom in someone antisocial leads to the pain and suffering of innocent people. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa Vita Brevis. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big